On today's episode of More Important Issues, we're talking about the huge win over number one Gonzaga. That's right. Your men's basketball team has upset the number one team in the country. It is electric in here tonight. We're also talking about the offensive coordinator search. We're talking some athletic news that includes recruiting and some guys that are leaving the program. We also look over at college football and the Heisman winner as well as the college football playoff. We look at NFL Sunday, and today's segments include Most Important of the Week and Fail of the Week. More Important Issues is brought to you by MyBookie. Uh, have you guys had a chance to get started betting? I know some of you all have been questionable, stayed on the sidelines about it, but there's no better time to bet than bowl season. Or if you're still watching football, that, that may include NFL. Well, now it's basketball season. There's hockey. MyBookie has everything. You can head on over there today, and if you use the promo code ISSUE, that's promo code ISSUE, I-S-S-U-E, they will match your deposit by 50%. Guys, there's no better time to bet. I just told you every, all the other things you can bet on. They even have eSports. They have so many things you can bet on. My bookie is the best bet this season. They've been in the business for years. They have great reviews online. And another positive thing is their mobile site is easy to use. Guys, I wouldn't recommend a service uh, to you all that hasn't been good to me. So head on over to MyBookie today. And don't forget to also follow them on Twitter, at BetMyBookie. They respond to every message or, or mention or DM. And they've given away so much money to followers on Twitter. So make sure you do that as well. Head on over to MyBookie today. Use promo code ISSUE. You play, you win, you get paid. Riddit dit to do and welcome into more important issues. It is Sunday, December 9th. I'm Caleb Mitchell. Joining me always, Landon Raby. The Vols just knocked off, literally like 10 minutes ago, and Lauren, that, several minutes ago, knocked off number one Gonzaga in at a neutral site game that was mainly Gonzaga fans. And from what I could tell on Twitter, some uh, Grand Canyon University students as well. But not not a ton of balls there, so I would say went into a more than hostile envi- more than hostile environment and won a game. Money, money, baby. Bert Bert Burrell can't deserves this game for sure. Yeah. He deserved that big three. I, I want to say that I deserve this game too. <laughs> oh, I think all of us have. Yeah, this is like a proud parent moment. Like all of us have been. We, we Vol Nation, especially after this football season and yeah. how this offensive coordinator search is going currently. Deserve that win. Yeah, we needed something to take our minds off of it. Absolutely, Tennessee moved down to number seven or number yeah number seven. Uh, this last AP poll that came out, I don't think moving down will be the current state. Um, I'd say we're gonna. I mean, we've got to be at least number three, right? Surely. Yeah, three, three or four. I mean, it's not that you just you just won a game. You beat number one. Yeah. So. Gonzaga's going to move back, I would imagine, behind us, <laughs> surely. Um, should be ahead of Duke now. So, I mean, that really only leaves Kansas. I think that only leaves Kansas, obviously, ahead of you. Yeah. And then the people that, I mean, you talked about uh, Virginia possibly being ahead of us. I guess Michigan Michigan could probably be ahead of us. Um, but, yeah, I don't, I don't see how they can deny you at least, you know, like you said. You said four, at least four. I'm thinking at least three. Yeah. Surely. I think um, if Duke is ahead of you, I guess you can't be that upset. They lost to Gonzaga. Yeah. We well, that's, that's why I think they, they yeah. should be behind us. I mean, we lost to Kansas. So. Yeah. Um, who's should Who will be number one come Monday? Yeah. Uh, big game for the Vols, though. Um, started off really hot. 
cooled off quickly. Um, you know, I thought the I thought what you know assisted in us cooling off was putting in that really weird lineup. Uh, you had Jalen Johnson, Derek Walker, and I believe John Fulkerson all on the floor at the same time. Uh, and I think Schofield was there. Schofield was there, and then but yeah. Jordan or uh, uh, yeah, Jordan Bone wasn't there. Or, yeah, yeah. I think Bowden was on the court. Um, they switched Fulkerson and Walker out. But still, yeah, that was a very weird lineup. And we, we've talked about from the beginning how deep this team is. I think it showed that we're not that deep. No. I mean, you, I think you could still go – I mean, with if you have Lamonte there, um, it changes up a little bit. But, I mean, I think you still roll eight deep easy. Yeah. Um, I, I just think there's a there's definitely a huge drop-off yeah. in, in talent when you take those starters out. Absolutely. I, I agree. Um but, I mean, that's how it's going to be, I think, you know, across – because, I mean, if you look at – I think the same could be said for the team on the other side tonight. Once yeah. once their starters came out, which I know they were missing a few guys. Um, so, you know, kind of different. But, I mean, I think the same could be said for them in terms of they – you know, they, they did have a drop-off when their starting five came out. So, this game, this game was – it was fun to watch, first off. It was a really fun basketball game. Um, a lot of people said, several people, what I can only assume are Gonzaga fans or just normal basketball fans that hate Tennessee because that's how it goes, uh, thought Gonzaga gave that one away. Um, I thought maybe down the stretch they definitely coughed up a few things, but I mean, we, you know, we gave up a, you know, when we, that lineup was in a seven point lead, I think pretty easy too. Like it went away fast, which just shows how good Gonzaga is that they can wipe away a lead like that easy. Yeah. Um, we almost went into the half down until Jordan Bowden finally hit a three and, you know, confident. He did it confidently, too. Just stepped away and, and mm-hmm. created space and hit it. I thought um, he played a good game. I thought he did, too. He, it took him a while to, to really get going. Um, but once he did, I thought he helped us out a lot. And, and it showed, I think, really on the defensive end, um, where I thought he was one of our better defenders today, especially a day where I thought um, East Ponds didn't play great defense for what he normally plays, I thought. No. Um, I thought he could have helped. I thought, it I thought he could have done more personally. But uh, – I mean, you ask a lot of that guy though on that end. That's why he's in there is to defend. Yeah. So, um, Jordan Bowden was three of seven today. You know, you don't you don't just love that number jumping off the page, but with a guy like Bowden, you want him shooting. So you're not going to knock him for missing those four. Um, I mean, both of us said it at one point. We just probably need to stop shooting threes. Um, but I guess when you have guys like Schofield and Bowden keep shooting, they're going to fall eventually. Yeah. I mean, Bowden. Or, sorry, Schofield got so hot he even was able to bank one in. Right. So. Uh, I mean, we we definitely got beat. You know, we definitely took a beating for a while from uh, Gonzaga's. You know, better guys on the roster. Norvell heated up, hit three in a row, I think. Um, and then, I mean, Kispert at the beginning of the game, Kispert, sorry, was he got hot for a minute. Kind of scared me. I I didn't think we were gonna slow him down for a minute. Um, but what can you say other than Tennessee hung in there and, and fought and when it was time to really go in and take the lead, they did. And that, that was without Grant Williams too. He didn't play for the last two and a half minutes of the game. Yeah. And I, I said, um, when we got the lead at the very end, I was like, it still kind of feels like we're behind. Yeah. Um, but then you look at these stats and, you know, we won like a lot of these statistics, you know, we won an assist, we won in blocks, we had less turnovers, um, less fouls. We rebounded about the same, um, you know, we didn't shoot as well from the field, but 
Um, you know, they didn't shoot as well from three, which I thought was very odd because we were like six for 20 at one point. It so, definitely felt like they were shooting much better from three. Yeah, so thanks a lot to uh, Bowden and Schofield for helping our percentage right. out there. Um, I thought there for a stretch, too, you mentioned the rebounds and the blocks. I thought there for a while that uh, Hachimura and, and Clark were just absolute, and I think they did for a stretch of the game, that they just absolutely dominated our guys. And that includes Alexander, includes Williams and Alexander and uh, Fulgerson and Schofield. I just felt like we weren't doing anything down low. Mm-hmm. Um, but they kept battling it out. And, you know, I think it says a lot about them that even when they were down for, you know, six, seven minutes, they were able to climb out of holes and, and get more blocks and get more rebounds. And I thought today we really just struggled on the defensive board, which is very abnormal for us. Yeah. Um, and some of it, you know, it kind of sucked. I, I remember one play – uh, Fulgerson boxed a guy all the way out to the three-point line and the ball just came up short. And then I felt like there were times we went up early and the ball went over our head. Um, so, I mean, some of it I just felt like the bounces weren't going our way, but they kept grinding out. And when it mattered, they went and did it. And that, I mean, that, I guess that's what matters for this team. And um, I think what's going to help us down the stretch this year. And, uh, you know, this game, it was like we talked about this on Wednesday we don't need any more learning experiences. We need to go win a big game. And this is a game that that'll be played in, in late March right here. Yeah. So that, that was huge. Now, I mean, you got to get to that point still, anything can happen. I mean, you can run into a Loyola Chicago Cinderella team again, but um, you know, if, if you play like that, you're going to be really tough to beat even when teams are shooting hot. Yeah. And, and at that point, you know, when we were down like eight, um, I, I think there was no kind of letdown. Um, on this team, we just like I think Jordan Jordan Bone went straight to the hole and, and you know got two right back and then we're able to you know hit some threes to put us back in it. Um, but that that's just this team, you know, yeah. nothing phases them. E- even when um, Grant went down, you know, that's a big presence, right. um, especially down low, and you know Schofield was able to make up for it. Right. So I mean that, and that's huge when things aren't going your way. You know, how do you respond? And that you can tell. Um, you know, I feel like that's how Kentucky and Duke kind of get out of the tournament so early at times because the freshmen kind of give up. Um, yeah, but this, this is team, definitely an experience game. Yeah, yeah. Th- this team has, has some veterans on it, and you didn't see any of that today. So I think that's huge going into, um, you know, SEC play and hopefully a long run in March into April. Right, absolutely. And uh, just looking at the stats, I mean, Kyle Alexander only had two points today. Um you can't have that from from him. I mean, I know he helped us out in the rebound in the rebound category, um, but that's really about it. Uh, from him, two points is unacceptable. He he's got to be a guy that goes gets board goes and gets boards and puts them back up. Um, he also had zero blocks, and we talked about him kind of being the rim protector so far this year. Again, unexcusable uh, as far as that goes. We need him to have blocks, um, have offensive and defensive rebounds, and, and be able to go back up. That that's why he's on the court, and that's what we need from him. Um, I thought overall this game showed for Kyle Alexander just how he has a long way to go in terms of strength in the paint. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about how he was playing better at the end of the year, um, and maybe some of that would carry over to this year. I thought it did, and, and this game's definitely just a – it's not, I don't think, the norm for him this year. It seems more like a hiccup. Hopefully that's the case because you got Memphis on Saturday. Yeah. Um, so hopefully you know you get a better game from him. And then uh, Jordan Bone only had five points today, and – we and I know a few times just things weren't going his way. One time he he drove it in. I thought really well, put one off the backboard and hit the rim three times before coming out. Yeah. And I, I said it right there at the end. I said you know you can drive the ball if you miss a layup that rings off the rim a couple times. That's just unlucky. But I thought he did well going to the rim for the most part today. And he had nine assists. 
You're yeah. not going to knock your point of guard when he has not assists. So. Right. Yeah, and two for 13 from the field, you know, you get two or three to go down, you have a double-double game. Right. Um, right. So. He shot, he shot, he's getting, he must be getting comfortable from three, too. He, he shot back there six times. Yeah. So, uh, which, you know, he had that they, big. They played that zone, and they just kept leaving it open, yeah. and it's hard not to take one when right. you're wide open. Well, I mean, Grant, Grant Williams hit a three today, and, you know, we talk, we've talked about it all year. We just we kind of need him to at least be willing to shoot it. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we don't need him shooting six times from there. Um, but Fulgerson if he'll just, wanted to pull up. Yeah, he thought about it. He looked like a he looked like a natural white guy back there when he got the ball. Yeah. He, he thought about it. Um, but yeah, if we can get Grant Williams just to shoot that ball a couple times a game and, and maybe one fall, which is what happened today, um, you know, you you at least get some free points because, like you said, they just kind of invited us to do it. I mean, Schofield's last three was pretty much wide open. Yeah, <laughs> like he didn't really have, he didn't have to create space or anything. Just pulled up from. I mean, it was NBA range, I think. Yeah. Um, but still, all he had to do was pull up. Uh, I'd definitely take the – he was 40% from uh, – or not uh, – is it 40%? From from three today, something like that, or 60% from three today. So, uh, I, I, I do, do not mind him taking that shot. Um, and, obviously, Rick Barnes doesn't mind him. So, yep. He's uh, definitely got the green light. Yep. Um, I, I just – what a win. Yeah. What a win for, you know, you play Kansas, you, lo- you lose a close one. Um, you're able to grind out a win here. After playing, you know, Eastern Kentucky and Texas A&M, Corpus Christi, I felt like we were kind of um, lackadaisical at, at times. You, you saw the um, missed box out from the shooter on the on Gonzaga's free throw. Pons just, like, puts a hand on him. And and, par, and probably against Eastern Kentucky, that works. Right. Texas A&M, Corpus Christi, that works. But, you know, against – the number one team in the country that's not going to work. Absolutely, I mean, and those those guys are good, Clark and Hachimura. I mean, they they proved today, um, you know, while they're some of the best better players in the nation, uh, Hachimura up for like Player of the Year award. You know, he's got yeah. his name in that mix already. Um, they just they proved while they're while their names getting tossed around, um, you know, in that contention, uh, they both had twenty one points apiece, and uh, we got we got Hachimura in foul trouble, which was nice, and both of them in foul trouble. They were out of the game for a few minutes there. Um, because of it, and and that helped us a lot, especially just kind of easing off. I was really impressed with our. I, I will say this: I talked about it early in the game because of the way we were playing defense and how well they're moving the ball. I was really impressed with how our uh, starters were able to, you know, really keep the, you know, uh, keep their stamina throughout the game and, and playing that brand of basketball that Rick Barnes plays and just tough, physical. Nothing was easy for them tonight. No. Um, I mean, even you know, even if they were going to have an easy bucket, it was going to be a tough pass to get it there. Uh, and, and I thought I thought we played really well defensively, and they they had a lot of shots fall that you know won't always happen. And then they've got some of the we you know I just said it they've got some of the better players in the nation on their team, and um, there's a reason their names in that mix. They hit the tough shots. So uh, I'd say about ninety percent of the points were definitely earned tonight. Yeah, yeah, both from both sides. Yeah, um, I mean Gonzaga is a good team, and they will they'll be there in, in in March. They'll be there in the Elite Eight, Final Four, somewhere in there. For sure, uh, I think Gonzaga's averaging over eighty points a game right now, aren't they? Yeah, it's quite a bit. So to to keep them right under it, I mean, obviously it's not it's not a crazy jump from seventy three to eighty or to eighty something, but still to hold them right under that's that's nice for sure. Uh, actually, I think they're averaging ninety six points per game. Mm. So really good then when you look at it that way. We've always been a defensively sound team, and that's helped us. This year is the probably the most we've averaged in since. Is this Rick Barnes' third year? 
Yeah. In his three years, I'd say it's the most we've averaged. Mm-hmm. We, we've definitely been a better shooting team this year. For sure. Um, which, I mean, I think just credits this team and their work ethic. And I mean, I definitely feel like they could have, at Tennessee, in terms of the standard in basketball, they definitely could have been, been content with what they did last year. Uh, but it's very obvious this team is not content. Yeah, you, you saw um, Admiral Schofield's uh, video that the basketball team um, posted out that, you know, it's – that's a good stepping stone, but we're going to keep working. Yeah. And that that's what this team's mentality is. And you look at the work Grant Williams had tonight, it, it felt like a quiet 16, 12, and 7 night. Yeah, absolutely. You just didn't exp- – like if you <clears throat> didn't really pay attention to it and looked after, you would never guess that he put up the, those kind of stats. And I'll say this, he is the best big passer. Oh, yeah. In college basketball, he he is the he is the assist man. Yeah, and um, you know, it really he he just he does like you said the quietness in, in him. He just grinds grinds points out. Yeah, um, he's there to get rebounds. Uh, he's almost averaging uh, double digit rebounds. So, I mean that, that that there's a reason he's your leader on the team. And uh, I saw. I mean, everybody's thought it or said it on Twitter. Um, we need both of them to play play well when. They're both on the court at the same time, Grant and Admiral. But at the same time, you know, it's kind of hard to have two alphas going going in there. You have to kind of have that. Yeah. Um, you kind of have to have that balance. Obviously, you know, I mean, you're not going to get thirty point ga- thirty point games from them both at the same time. Yeah, so, and I, I think that's why Rick Barnes does a good job of switching them kind of in and out throughout the game. And you know, you you have them at the start of the first, you have them at the start of the uh, second half, and you have them at the end of the game. Right. But in between that, he kind of mixes them in where you know. If one of them has the hot hand, you know, they have the green light to go for it. Right. Uh, Schofield's definitely – he's definitely heated up in the – he's been – he's proven he's a big-time player ready for big-time moments. Right. Um, I'm excited to get Lamonte Turner back um, and to have someone you can rely on from three-point range. Yeah. I am. I'm, I'm, I mean, you know, not that Schofield – obviously, Schofield was that guy tonight. I still think Jordan Bowden can, can really be that guy if we can get him, you know, back comfortable where he was last year. Um, so with that being said, to have Lamonte and have three guys who are, want to shoot that three with, with, you know, number one on the other side. Up by, and up another by guy that can create his own shot. Um, you know, Grant and Admiral have that mentality where they can create their own shot. Bowden doesn't really have it. He's more off. He's more of a catch and shoot kind of guy. Right. Um, but you know, having Lamonte, he'll shoot from anywhere. He doesn't yeah. give one crap. Admiral did nine. My God, he pulled up from Steph range one time. Well, dude, like, I kept getting confused on that NBA three-point. Yeah. So, I feel like they were just like, oh, this is the last line. I'm just going to shoot. I feel like right. they need to fix that for college games. I get that you're on the Suns court. Yeah. But at the same time, like, you can't afford to just buy. You know, I don't know how it all works. But, I mean, the lettering was different on the end. Mm-hmm. So, I, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's definitely not. You know, that's not the first thing you're checking for when you, uh, you know, when you, when you pull up. So, right. but I feel like you should have also known that he was 40 feet back too. When yeah. I, but uh, great game from the walls. I mean, great game to watch. Like we said, we'll definitely be in the top five uh, come tomorrow. And then you travel to Memphis um, and you play Penny Hardaway and the Tigers. You want that ass? I hope so, man. I, I'm not saying you know it's a definite win, but I mean. God, especially after this win, you you should you shouldn't need the motivate you period. No matter what each other's record is, you shouldn't need the motiv- motivation to uh, to go in and beat Memphis. Yeah, because 
they're an in-state school. Um, and then for, you know, the staff, and I think these guys legitimately love Tennessee. So for the future of this program, you can, it's a recruiting hotbed uh, for basketball. And then, you know, you just I feel like you, you should want to be the best team in the state, no questions asked. Yeah, so. because Memphis is on their way to being the next Kentucky and Duke. So. Yeah, on the way back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you, you, you better beat them while you can because that might not be there forever. Right. And they, you know, I mean, they've, they've been beat a few times this year. Um, just to, you know, prove how beatable they are, uh, you know, but you gotta go, they're going to have some good players. They're going to be, they're going to be talented. Um, and you know, after beating the number one team in the country, you know, you're going to get everybody's best shot. Yep. Now for sure. Yep. And, and, you know, I think someone said, the announcer said today that Tennessee still thinks of themselves as the, you know, the hunters, not the hunted. Well, you better think of yourself that way because you're definitely the hunted right now. Yeah. Like that, like you said, everyone's you giving made you their that best shot. Up. So you better have that hunter mentality and, and go after some people because you're definitely, you know, starting Saturday, no one's overlooking you. Yeah. So, dude, I thought it was hilarious that, uh, and I, I didn't know this um, when it happened, but um, Admiral Schofield and Grant Williams all went, and I think somebody else went up into the stands Yeah. after the game. Um, well, I learned that. Admiral's dad uh, bought a flight last minute and came in, and yeah. Admiral didn't even see him until pregame. Pretty awesome. Um, so pretty awesome. I know some people were upset that they didn't, as soon as the game was over, didn't go shake uh, hands. But it's a dude, big game. You yeah, weren't playing. Corp- you weren't playing Corpus Christi. Let's go you, to Cool Beans. Let's go celebrate. Who cares? You beat the number one team in the nation. Go celebrate. Shake their hands after. They understand. They've been yeah. on both sides of that. And they went running back down after yeah. they, you know. Loved on their parents and everything, and went down there and hugged the coach and hugged those players' hands, and you know. Well, that I mean that Gonzaga, that Gonzaga team has been there. So that yeah. that dude who tweeted that never played in an emotional game in his life in any sport. Clearly, yeah. The guys on the other end completely understood why, and I'm sure there were some Gonzaga players that probably just walked off and let Tennessee celebrate instead of shaking their hands because yeah. they've been there. They know. Yeah, and I, I think it's one thing to be you know happy that you won. Um, I don't. I don't feel like that is a character or sportsmanship no. issue. But if you lose and then go straight to the yeah. locker room, you know, I feel like that's a bigger issue. I mean, I, yeah, it depends on the situation. I mean, you know, if Tennessee lined up to shake hands immediately and you walked off, I'd probably say something. But I mean, if they go and celebrate and you're just going to let them have their moment, I don't mind it. That's what I'm saying. You know, they if you, if I saw them go and celebrate and you saw them go to the locker room, yeah. do your thing. Um, you know, there's definitely it definitely depends on the situation for sure. This is a situation where you knock off the number one team in the nation. Go and and in a tight situation too. It came down to the final shot. You 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 didn't have time to process the, you know, the emotions during the game. Um, Whereas like Kansas beat us by six, they probably had time to process those emotions in terms of a top five matchup. A lot different. So and maybe he just wanted to go pour water on his hand because it it was hot from three, man. Yeah, possible. So wanted to cool down a little bit. Speaking of people in the stands, Tobias Harris made it. He's uh they're in town to play the Suns this week, so he made he made it over and to check out the Vols. He was wearing his jersey. It wasn't a throwback jersey. I like it. But it was his jersey. Just a, But it was a Nike jersey. So I need his old, like, you know, loose-hanging Adidas jersey nice. next time he does that. But undefeated no more. Undefeated no more. There's Suck. not a lot of undefeated teams that matter left. <laughs> yeah. That's the only one that mattered. I mean, I think, you know, at the end, of the, at the end let's, let's pretend Nevada or Virginia stay undefeated. Then those teams will matter. But I'm saying... If they're on the schedule, they matter. No, oh, okay. If they're not on the schedule, it don't matter. I see what you're saying. Yeah, but not, you know, 
definitely definitely got to mess up some some AP votes. Uh, I'm sure there's some guys who had their votes written in. Hey, don't pick us. They're gonna have don't. That are gonna have to go change it tonight. We might even get a couple number one votes. It might happen. Okay, cool. Hook them. <laughs> okay. Okay, cool. Um, looking at SEC, SEC basketball, that play won't start for till after Christmas, after New Year's. Um, but we're gonna give you our our top our top five in the SEC power rankings. Um, pretty simple right now, I think. Because I, I mean, I, I do think the SEC has a lot of talented teams that are pretty good, but I think for the most part, you know who's gonna be there in the in the probably the final, if not the top four, at the end of the year. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think you got to go with Tennessee number one right now. Uh, they won the SEC last year. Um, they beat number one Gonzaga to prove how good they are. Uh, I mean, I don't see how. I mean, the only team you could argue right now that's could be number one is Auburn. Um, but who have they beat that is, you know, significant, significant? Yeah, no. They well, I mean, they didn't lose bad to Duke. They beat. That's about it. So do for me, dog. I'm I mean, they they played some they played some good teams, but no, they haven't played a number one Gonzaga team. Um, so yeah, I think I think that's an easy choice. But then I've got Auburn at number two. I'm assuming those two are the same for you. We got Tennessee, Auburn. Who do you have at number three? We got the Wildcats. You got Kentucky at number three. Wildcats. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> You've got them at number three though. Yeah. Interesting. I have them. Just because I, I I have LSU at number three right now. Um, I think they're an up and coming team. They no, not LSU. Sorry, they got destroyed by Oklahoma State. I guess I have to put Kentucky at number three, which sucks. I feel like they should be worse right now. There's just yeah. See, the SEC team has each SEC team besides Auburn and Tennessee have given up some crappy losses. Yeah. So yeah, I guess I have to go Kentucky. Who else did Kentucky lose to? I they lost, lost to Duke. Duke. They got destroyed by Duke. They lost to somebody else too. Seton Hall, Kentucky. Oh yeah, I saw the game. I yeah. watched that. I don't know. Seton Hall, um, but then at number four I've got uh, LSU. Number four I got the Bulldogs, Mississippi State. It's my number five. It's our our last um, game of the year. I think we play them at home. So probably a top twenty five matchup. Hopefully, if hopefully. Mississippi State is able to, and we might be celebrating an SEC championship Let's at get the it. end of that game too. Yeah. Hopefully, not a shared one this time. No, let's just do it outright. Yeah. I've got I've got Mississippi State at number five though, um, and then after that it definitely gets really dicey, <laughs> where people belong. Um, yeah, I have LSU at number five. Like I said, each especially this weekend, um, teams took, SEC teams took several losses. Kentucky to that Seton Hall, um, Alabama though got a big win um, today, right? Was that today over uh, Arizona? Arizona? Yeah. So after some terrible losses to UCF and Georgia State. Yeah, they definitely don't really deserve much. Florida got and beat. Northeast they've had they've had three horrible losses. Yeah, I mean that's like uh, LSU's lost to Oklahoma State like twenty. Dang. Yeah, I mean they're and they're supposed to be one of the better teams in the SEC this year. I think Vanderbilt will will find its way. I know they lost um, Garland for the year, but I, I feel like you know right now they're kind of scrambling, thinking what they're going to do. But I, I feel like they'll get back in probably that top five. I mean in the SEC. They're soon. definitely a team that's possible. South Carolina surprised me. Um, I thought they'd be all right this year, and they've just really, really struggled. Not that they, not that you know, they, it's already been determined that they're 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 done, but they definitely have not looked good. Um, they've got Virginia coming up on the schedule, though. Kind of, you know, can you at least give Virginia a run for their money and hope to look a little bit better? Because Virginia only scored fifty nine points today. So yeah, can you help us on, out on VCU? Uh, but yeah, those, those are some. I think those are some teams like all the ones we've mentioned that'll be right there in the mix for. Um, 
you know, at the end of the year for SEC, at least in the tournament that can make some noise. Um, but, I mean, I think this will be a good year for SEC basketball overall. I, I, they said, I think most people have only three teams getting in. I think you could potentially get in more than three. Um, they only have three teams? Really? Yeah, like, hmm. I mean, when you look at the losses, I can understand. Uh, but, you know, I, th- I think we get. I think there's I, at least five. I was going to say, I think right we now. get in. I think we get in five. Yeah. So, five, any, I think we get anywhere between five and seven in. I think seven's your max. Absolute yeah. max. Yeah. But I think it's possible for sure. Um, but I think I think after number five though it just gets really dicey in terms of how things mm-hmm. are going to do this year. Yeah, I, I think those top five teams will be fine. Right now you have four uh, SEC teams in the top twenty-five currently. Obviously that'll change a lot towards the end of the year, but that's that's still a pretty good number right there. Uh, and then, I mean, there's not a lot of conferences that are much better than us, so that helps for sure. Yeah, don't but, pick us. Yeah, don't please don't. Um, looking over at the at another side of things that no one really knows the answer to, um, still. Oh, the, hey, it's 95% done. What are you talking about? It's like 90. It's got to be like, no, he has it 100% done now. Oh, it's 100% done, but it's 95% almost. I'll get into that later because he's my fail of the week. Okay. <laughs> but. Sorry. Yeah, it is only nine. It's 100% done, I think. But we don't know who it is, when it's going to be announced, where he coaches, or what his name is. So. <laughs> but the offense coordinator search has not taken any turns because. No one knows who it is. I'm thinking it's Sean McVay. Thinking it's Sean McVay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I definitely think he doesn't want to. He doesn't want. He doesn't want to risk proving all the haters and doubters wrong. Hmm. Haters and losers or haters and losers, right? Yeah, I think. Um, but he's not going to come here until after the Super Bowl. So they're going to win a Super Bowl. He's going to come in and be the offensive coordinator, lead us to a national championship in like two to three years, and uh, then probably go back to the Rams. I think it makes sense. Yeah. I like it. It makes sense. Because then, like, their new stadium will be done and everything. Yeah. So, um, he'll, sure. he'll, he'll find a new home. So. For sure. Um, they there's, some, there's been some new names thrown out there, at least. Um, so, the first one is Kendall Browse. Uh, and it's even been said that he was interviewed. I guess we don't know if that's true, though. Wait, has he tweeted anything racist in the past ten or twelve years? Um, because if if <laughs> can so, get, I'm can out. Get brought up. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, obviously, there's you know some baggage there. I don't know how much you can claim. Uh. Because I mean, we talked about it briefly. He wasn't really. His name wasn't directly tied to it. He was on the staff that did it, which is similar to the Greg Shiano thing. Obviously, the Shiano thing wasn't just about the baggage. He was also a bad coach. Whereas Kendall Bryles is a good coach with some baggage. Thank you. So you got to look at it. I mean, and, and a lot of people are like the baggage. In this case, the baggage could get worse because the um, investigation is ongoing, which I think is fair. Which I'm not going to knock you all for uh, talking about the baggage. Here's my question though: Why are you 100% cool with Hugh Freeze, but 100% against Kendall Browse? Like, thank you. Like, I would get it if Hugh Freeze was a stand-up dude. But like, he was. He there's factual evidence to back up what he did, and then there's stuff that Kendall Browse did that's in question. Yeah, somebody told me, um, I, I was like, I think it's funny that our fan base, a lot of our fan base wants is, is 100% on board with Hugh Freeze, but 100% against Kendall Browse. Yeah, I mean, I, again. And the I, guy told me they're a, a solar system difference. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I, I agree. And he was like, yeah, the Hugh Freeze thing is way better than what Kendall Browse did. I was like, uh, do you know that? Hugh yeah, do Freeze... you know what happened? Yeah. 
because Kendall Browse was they got rid of everybody, right? And can, they kept Kendall Browse, right? The son of the dad who was behind everything, they kept him. He's had two other jobs since then, right? And that and I mean, done a phenomenal I, job. Yeah, and as far as national media goes, it kind of you know they're like, you know. Um, are they going to do their due diligence, Tennessee or whatever? And I'm like, are you not going to ask Houston to do the same thing? Where was he at before Houston? FAU. FAU. Or FAU to do it because, you know, that – I feel like you need to ask that question. Um, but, I mean, you all know how I feel about it. I talked about it. And it's definitely – it's one of those things that's going to be up to, uh, you know, going to be up to – what's his name? Uh, Phil Former. But, I don't know. I just don't get – the whole you freeze is, you know, the only hire that matters and you forget Kendall Bryles. So, I mean, I just, I think Kendall Bryles would have been, definitely would already been in trouble because he was probably one of the younger guys on that staff. And the, the young guys are usually the ones who get thrown under the bus. Not the, not the proven coaches. Yeah. And, you know, we've talked about a lot of people getting jobs for their, for their name. Yeah. You look at Derek Dooley. You look at Lane Kiffin. Yeah. I feel like the only reason why they got those that Tennessee job, a big reason, not the only reason, um, was because their dads were great coaches. Right. And now Kendall Bryles, is, his name is getting drugged through the mud because of our Bryles. So if he didn't have the Bryles last name, would we even be talking about his baggage? Right. Would people remember that he was on that? Exactly. Track? Yeah. I, yeah, I get that. And. It's one of those bad. I mean, I agree. He has baggage, and I think it's worth looking into. Like, I'm not saying just forget about it because he yeah. was, but it's definitely you know it's worth looking into. But like, I don't see how you can just totally x out his name because of that situation. Yeah, and do you think are are you really that dumb to think Jeremy Pruitt and Philip Former aren't gonna do sit their, down and talk to him? Yeah, they aren't gonna do their due diligence. Yeah, right. And I don't even know if he like you know. There's only I don't know what to believe in this um in this coaching search. So. I don't even know if it's true that we actually interviewed him. Like, I don't know, you know, so you're getting worked up over nothing. Um, but whatever. I Yeah, I don't I don't know what to think of it. Um, but he was a name that was thrown out there. Uh, so the UCF offense coordinator. So who is their offense coordinator? No clue. Because the only person that I've found is their head coach, who is also the uh, Scott Frost's offense coordinator, and he was promoted to head coach. So are we interviewing their head coach? No, that's what I mean. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Um, Who is? This? Yeah, I'm I'm really really confused, but uh, I've been able to find out it find a name. All I've seen is the UCF offense coordinator, but I haven't found a name yet. So maybe I don't know. Oh, maybe Troy Walters. Who's that? Possibly. I don't know. I don't know either. Um, no, I don't. I don't think it's going to be Neil Brown. I think Neil Brown's kind of crossed his name off the list. I don't think he's that interested in leaving Troy. Yeah, I, I feel like he. I think it's Jeff Levy is the uh, okay offensive coordinator at UCF. Gotcha. Um, but oh, and he's also the brother-in-law of Kendall Bros. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, so so, so uh, is he, did he do it? I mean, he's probably had some racist tweets. Um, racist or, uh, you know, offensive tweets. So, you know, that could be brought up in an interview. Right. But, yeah, I mean, there, there's definitely baggage and it needs to be checked into. And um, I'm going to get into the guy who said it's done. It's a, it, The hire's been done. Um, 
Wait, so let, let's pretend. So it, it's not done. Surely not. It's but officially unofficial. Right. It's officially unofficial. Let's pretend it's done. So that means mm-hmm. it has to be a guy who has a, currently has a job. Yep. They're probably working buyout details, and which would mean it's not done because that means he hasn't signed a contract with us. So that means it's not done. And it probably means it's a guy who's still coaching. So does Houston have a bowl game? Yes. So it could be Kendall Browse, I guess. Could be. Could be Freddie Kitchens at uh, Cleveland. Could be. I guess it. You know, it could be uh, Levy. the Levy guy. Yep. Could be. It's got to be someone. I mean, let's pretend this dude's telling the truth. It's got to be someone with a job, and that's all. I've got. And probably still coaching. So it's not going to be a guy who's currently out of coaching. So Hugh or, Freeze is not out of the loop, right? No, he has a job. Yeah, he has a job, so he's, he's not out of the loop. I think he's it's, coaching. I think it's in question. Yeah, so um, I think you got to wonder if it's still Hugh Freeze, for sure. It could be. I mean, I bet that buyout's huge too. He just got hired like three days ago. Biggest plot twist. Yeah, actually going to Tennessee. I came to Liberty to recruit guys to Tennessee. Yeah, and then he said um, Liberty is the only person that can, only or Jesus Christ is the only person that can handle my baggage. Or my package. Junk. Junk. Yes, dang it. I was like, surely they're all the same. <laughs> yeah, probably not the right word Handle to use. My junk. Probably not the right word to use there, um, considering you had relations with a Yeah, hooker. and the, the athletic director um, had a stroke when he said it. So yeah. he's in the hospital, so they're having to pay for medical bills and all that kind of stuff. So a lot of stuff going around. Right. Um, He's not the person to say the dumbest stuff, though. Chad Warwick still holds that, holds that title. He now. does. Still holds that title down. So, but he's in Twitter jail <laughs> by by his own. Yeah, can he still send dick pics to girls? I guess he could. I mean, I mean we would never know as long as it's not tweeted out. I, I guess so. Don't worry, Chad. You can if still you tweet be, it out. That's where I crossed the line. You can still be creepy, Chad. Don't worry. Yeah, it's it's all it's all good. Um, yeah, he definitely but, pays for premium uh, Tinder. Oh yeah, there's no doubt I'm on and Bumble. Bumble. Oh god, <laughs> little Bumble. <laughs> Uh, looking at it, some athletic news. I know you're about to get into recruiting. The Lady Vols also won today, so it's worth mentioning. Um, still undefeated. They're going to be top 10. Go Vols. Go Vols. Uh, and real quick Twitter question from Josh Bennett. Are we basketball school? Absolutely. I Until so. football pro- proves that otherwise we are. <laughs> I like that. I'm with that. Yeah. Recruiting. Are any any more athletic news before we get into recruiting? Um, I don't think so. We'll just get right into recruiting because it's recruiting season. Recruiting. It's coming up. Just a, so. few, just a few weeks from signing day. Yeah, so we have one more weekend probably of visits, yeah. and then it's it's here, baby. Yeah. Um, so we had five-star um, Jaden five-star wide receiver Jaden Hasselwood on campus big time. I saw him at uh, Krispy Kreme. Did you? Going into Krispy – I was driving down the strip, and I was like – I didn't even know Krispy Kreme was Jayden open. Hazelwood. It is. It's now open. That. So I went in there to, you know, take a pick, get all Vol Nation riled up a little bit. He was gone, and I turned around. So, um, but I did see him. That's not a lie. It was ninety five percent him. Um, but I think he stays at that hotel, the Hilton, back behind. I think that's Who's where that? I think that's where the recruits. And stuff oh, okay, stay. Okay. gotcha. So I think he just like went. He went in with a probably a GA. Gotcha. Um, and then went. To the hotel after. Gotcha. To get some Krispy Kreme. There you anyway, go. so he was on campus for an unofficial visit, and you had some a lot of official visits. You'll have even more next week for the last weekend before um, early signing period. So you had four-star offensive guard Jackson Lampley 
four-star cornerback Tyus Field, four-star defensive tackle Gabriel Hall, or three-star, I'm sorry. He's a Baylor commit. Um, Elijah, three-star defensive tackle Elijah Simmons. He's a Tennessee commit. And uh, three-star outside linebacker Keyshawn Brown. Um, somebody who's – his uh, recruiting has really picked up over the past couple months. And uh, he's from Montgomery, Alabama. So I, I think Tennessee has now kind of looked past Owen Papo. It looks like he is shutting down his recruitment and uh, staying committed to Auburn. And then you had uh, four-star wide receiver Caffrey Brown. He committed to UNC last night. Tennessee was on his list. So it looks like Tennessee, the wide receiver they're kind of going after right now, um, Besides Jaden Hazelwood, who is, um, who is a pretty much a long shot at this point, but Tennessee's going after um, three-star wide receiver uh, Jalen Ellis from Cedar or Round Rock, Texas. He's committed to Baylor right now. Texas used um, has come into the mix, so um, you know, look, he's a four-five guy. I watched his highlight tape yesterday. Dude's fast, straight fast. Fast. And we need we need some Fast. speed because uh, you know we, we need to get it out to some speed guys and let them make plays on their own. Yeah, we can't block very very well. It's so. true. Um, this is true. But that's kind of all I got for that. Um, Tennessee team news: You have Markwell Osborne is uh, transferring. He was a four star coming in. I think he's a junior, so he'll have he'll probably have to sit a year, and then. He'll have one more year of eligibility. Right. And then uh, Will McBride has signed um, with a junior college. Hold on. I have who that is. Give me one second. I think Jimbo Himes. Yeah. Um, Blend Junior College in uh, Brenham, Texas. So he's from Texas. He probably knows that area well. Um, he'll – you know, play one season probably and then can enroll at a four-year school and have two years of eligibility. So, best of luck to those guys. Yeah. You know, they just weren't getting any playing time here. Right. Can't blame them for leaving. Right. Especially Markel Osborne. You have all these young guys coming into the secondary that are right. good. So And he played well. You know, it could have been just the, the interception and he tried to pitch it back. You know, that could have been the final straw. Right. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> But uh, he's definitely going to be disappointed because he's been an uptown probably since the day it opened. Right. So. I don't remember seeing him, but I trust you. Well, that that's the one that Chad thrown out and almost got was away it? with. Yeah. That's, oh, okay. That was Osborne. Gotcha. Yeah. Interesting. Um, don't. Oh, wait. Yeah. The dude that tweeted something really weird. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, speaking of college football, before we move on anywhere else. Kyler Murray, the professional baseball player for the uh, Oakland Athletics, won the Heisman this week. <laughs> nice, congrats! So, um, are the A's back? Huh? Are the are the Oakland A's back? Moneyball, baby. Are they are they back though? Because I mean, I wouldn't say back. They have a Heisman winner. How many how many baseball teams have a Heisman winner on their team? It's true. It's something new. Bringing something new to the table. Yeah, I like it. Sure. Um, a lot of Alabama fans are upset about it. Um, you can't be that mad. Because Tua fell apart in the national champ or in the uh, SEC championship game, and that's the last game they saw before the voting. And yep. whatever happens last, that's gonna be fresh on their minds. So you gotta understand. And then Kyler Murray balled out this year. 
it wasn't like he was completely undeserving, like someone who played defense. Charles. Didn't really play that great. Named Charles. And beat out a 3,000-yard passer, almost 4,000-yard passer, with 36 touchdowns. Named Charles. Yeah. So if we're talking about getting robbed. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll get him. Shut up, yeah, Bama. Exactly. Yeah, like you're going to win a national title, okay? Yeah. Can you not just and then give somebody else a Heisman My trophy? next point was you get to – your Heisman winner gets to face off. Or your un, you know, guy who got robbed gets to face off against – the guy who robbed them on, uh, is it the 29th? 9th, yes. 29th? Yep. Against Oklahoma and Miami, Florida. You're probably going to win by 60. Mm-hmm. If I'm, you know, if I'm Nick Saban, I'll probably just let you run off the score. Might. Yeah. You know, I might just try to get Jalen and Tua both, like, 10 touchdowns apiece. Oh, I like, I have two Heisman winners on my, my roster. I mean, this guy had almost 5,000 yards of total offense. Yeah. And a lot of people were like, well, Tua didn't need to do that because, oh, you know, their defense didn't suck. And I'm like, okay, then maybe beat the brakes off the defense, the Oklahoma defense then. 51 touchdowns. You get a chance. I've got Alabama coming on out on top. I think it'll be a high-scoring game. Yeah. That Oklahoma offense is high-powered. I mean, so I think I think they score at least 30. I really do, even on Bama's defense. Um, and I think Oklahoma – and I think Alabama – scores almost 50 on him. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, there's two, whether it's Tua or Jalen at quarterback, that offense is really good with either of them. So, right. Uh, I think they'll easily be, I think it'll be a high scoring game just because of Alabama's offensive mentality has changed since Tua's been the starter. And then uh, Oklahoma's defense is terrible. And then Oklahoma's offense is good. I mean, I'm not saying they guarantee will score 30. I could just see it happening. I think they will score 30. So if Tua, you know, we were talking about this during the during the game, if if or at halftime, I think. If Tua comes in and doesn't play very well, you and you replace him with Jalen Hurts, um, does he transfer? So you're asking if you think you're assuming Jalen's transferring now, regardless, right now. Yeah, and you think if he comes in against Oklahoma, will he? I, I'm thinking if he. If Tua comes out, I'm sure Tua will be the starter. Right. Um, if Tua comes out, doesn't play very well, Jalen Hurts comes in, tears it up, they end up winning a national championship with Jalen Hurts at quarterback, what do you do? You know, the way he's talked, I don't know if he transfers anyways. Really? Just because of the that mentality he's kind of brought, I, I don't know. I really don't know. Um I mean, see, I, it's I definitely tough. I, see, I get that, but I think it's like I really appreciate how good of a teammate he is. But there comes a point in time when you have to think about yourself. Oh, for sure. I just, you know, and if I, you have aspirations to go to the National Football League and be a, um, which I, I think he'll be in the NFL regardless of if he transfers or not, but. You know, that's a lot of money you'll probably leave out on the table if yeah. you are a second-string guy coming out of I mean, it'll college. definitely be a decision, and it'll be a lot harder decision if he gets significant playing time in this college football playoff. Yeah. It'll definitely be tougher. Um, I mean, I thought he should have played – I thought he should have came in before Tua got injured against uh, against Georgia. And, um, you know, if that happens, if Tua plays poorly, I mean, I think they make that switch a lot earlier, and it definitely puts a harder, you know – gives Jalen Hurts and his family a much harder decision to make. 
Um, you know, I'm kind of curious to see if Tua comes out that slow again or what, you know, what happens exactly. I don't, you know, he's obviously a great player. Um, and Georgia's defense is much better. So I don't see that slow start happening again, but he also had surgery, um, a week ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, he should be, you know, fully healthy by next week, but still that's, that'll be tough to come back from even against a defense like Oklahoma. Yeah. So I I don't know. Um, looking at the other side though, Clemson and Notre Dame, um, I'm thinking Clemson wins this game. Notre Dame's also just kind of found ways to win this year. So, and they're not as, they're not that bad either. I mean, they're, they are 12 and 0 for a reason. Right. Um, but I do think Clemson's just outmatched, outmatches them, especially with the talent and speed that Clemson possesses on the offensive side of the ball. I think they outmatch them quite yeah, they just get they have too many athletes. Yeah. Um but if they can you know get Trevor Lawrence to make some mistakes, you know, I, I feel like they can it wouldn't surprise me if they won a close one. Notre Dame? Yeah. But I it, I, I, I feel like it's a safe pick to pick. Clemson. Right. I mean I think Notre Dame definitely has a has a chance to win a close one here. I mean, both these teams really haven't had much of a test throughout the season. They'll be each other's first real test. Um, they've both only beaten two top 25 teams. Yeah. That's it. I think – I know Alabama's played several top 25 teams. I mean, still beating the brakes off of them. But they've beaten three maybe? No, they, they, they've only they – yeah, they played three. Um, beating all three pretty soundly except Georgia. So, they've beaten two pretty soundly. Shut out to uh, two top 25 teams. I think when they played LSU – or LSU still top 10 – so they beat a top. They shut out a top ten team. Um, I think Oklahoma, the only top ten team they played, they played Texas twice. No, they played West Virginia too. Yeah. So two of the three teams are the same team. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's definitely the weaker side of the bracket. Um, I think whoever wins the Alabama Oklahoma game, regardless, probably wins it all. I can agree with that. I just uh, don't. I don't think Clemson's know. defense is as good as the team. I, the I think Clemson could probably beat. Oklahoma. They could beat Oklahoma. I, I mean, I, I I think Clemson could beat Oklahoma before Notre Dame did. I do think that. Yeah. But Clemson's defense just isn't where it has been the last two years, and then especially their defensive line is pretty good. Yeah. Now, now their secondary has had their issues, but you know they they've just been beating the break. The ACC has been horrible. Yeah. The ACC is getting worse at football. I'm pretty confident when I say that. Yeah. So, um, almost no doubt in my mind. Uh, anything else for college? Football playoff? Anything else you want to say? Mention? Talk about? I'm good. I'm excited. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's going to be another exciting bowl season. Which Tennessee was in it, but right. whatever. We're no. basketball school, so it doesn't matter. Until they prove it otherwise. Honestly, I don't really. I'm glad they aren't because we just get destroyed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, who knows? Let, right um, now, the less football, the better. For me. Yeah, for now. We're basketball school now. Why are we even talking about football? Yeah. I could, I couldn't tell you why we're talking about football. Basketballs. That's right. Uh, looking over at NFL Sunday, it has been a fun one. Better still be winning in fantasy. I am currently, speaking of fantasy, I am currently still winning in fantasy. He has Zach Ertz to play for 5 minutes and 42 seconds. He, they are not on offense. I think Dallas is up right now, which means they're going to try to hang on to the ball. So that's good for me. Um, I'm about to lose here. in fantasy. Oh my! Dallas God. is up. So they will be trying to hang on. You're about to lose? Is that what you said? I'm losing right now. Oh, man. I've got – he's got Brandon Cooks to play after this, but I've still got Jared Goff, Dalvin Cook, and Robert Woods, and um, Chris Carson, and I'm up, by, I'm up by three. 
So probably going to win that game. Your game's going to be closer than mine, I think. God, dude. I know you don't want to hear this, but I kind of need you to lose. <laughs> I would just rather play Matt than you. It sucks. Yeah, it does. It's terrible for you. I feel really bad. Um, I feel terrible for you, but... Damn it. So, I'm losing to the guy that's but, talked shit all season. But, in Landon's defense, he's, he's already won some horrible. money. Landon's already won some money. Yeah. I don't want any money. So, I need to I need to come out on you're top good. of this. Like, you're good. I need to come out. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say I'm won, won yet. Until Zach Ertz's game is over. Because he could still technically score a touchdown, and that's... That's a lot of points right there, plus whatever yards and the reception he'd get for that. So I'm not going to say I won yet. I, I, I do like my chances right now. I would still take your chances, though, too. But it's been an exciting NFL Sunday. I think, obviously, the most notable is the pa- the Patriots' way they lost. That was uh, that was pretty wild. Yeah. So, I mean, talk about a freaking miracle. Um, Gronk is way more athletic than we thought. Also, it didn't get them to 69. It only got them to 67. Wait, what? You know, I told you that. Joke, oh, yeah. It only yeah, got them to but 67. But the run was 69 yards. Oh, it was the run. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, so, yeah, we, we appreciate his dedication to that number. We really do. Yep. Um, Patrick Mahomes is insane. I can't believe they only won by three. You should win every game by 100 if you have that guy on your team. Dude, he's insane. <laughs> he's He's got to be the best. He's got to be the best first-year quarterback ever, right? I know he's not a rookie, but like his first year playing. Yeah, I mean he's been. Ridiculous. How did you not start him last year? Is my thing. But but looking at it, is it a good thing he didn't? Like, would he have been this good? You know. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I'm not saying for sure. I'm yeah. just asking. Right. I don't know. I feel like he's could have been better than Alex Smith. Oh, I mean, I I don't disagree necessarily, but yeah. I mean, I mean, maybe it was a good thing. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I mean, look at like Aaron Rodgers. He didn't play for the first like three years of his career. But if Sean Watson played good. Yeah, like his until he got. But hurt. I'd say that uh, that offense is much more like you know in depth than the Texans' offense. Yeah, so I would I would think. I mean, they have so. they have some playmakers. Tyreek yeah. Hill. They did have Kareem Hunt, but <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, on Thursday, dude, the Titans. Derrick Henry, he's ridiculous. Oh my God, he's ridiculous. Did you see? Oh, see, Zach Ertz is in the red zone now. What happened? That had to be a pick or something. Oh God. Um, did you see, we love Rob over, I'm, I'm going to call you out Rob though. He said, I hate that people are going to think Derrick Henry's a good player for this. First off, he's good regardless. Before that game, he was good. Yep. I'm not going to put him in the great category. Two, 238 yards almost puts him there. <laughs> if he but can continue My this. thing is, we're like, he's not, he's we're, not even picked up in our league in fantasy. Yeah. Wait, I mean, just, he hadn't put up points or yards like that. But I really think it is. It's getting cold, and no one wants to tackle that man when it's yeah. cold. Oh no, he's a big dude. I don't, <laughs> I mean, I don't even want to look at him when it's cold. It's right. terrifying. Yeah, just absolutely terrifying. Um, those are really the only big, I mean, NFL games, notable NFL games, uh, to talk about. I think. Uh, shoot! Oh, the Giants going off today, and Saquon Barkley going off. Saquon Barkley gave me thirty-two points on his one hundred and seventy-yard day. He also had a ton of touchdowns. I think he had three total. Maybe. No, he just had one. Just kidding. I thought he had another touchdown at least. JK, JK, JK. That's pretty awesome though. Um, to see the Redskins just absolutely get destroyed. I don't know why I don't like them, but I don't. Gotta love it. They're racist, that's why. Yeah. (laughs) W word Redskins. Yeah, the W word Redskins can suck it. Um, Of the weeks. Most important of the week. 
most important, um, mom was going to be Hugh Freeze getting his okay. head coaching job. Oh wow, okay, I like it. You giving the you giving the guy some credit, huh? I am. Liberty, ah, and props to Liberty. You know, being a Christian school and then going straight to Hugh Freeze. I feel like those are the guys that got to take chances on though. You're like, we're all about you know getting saved and yeah, doing it right. I just I just think it's hilarious. Yeah, it definitely is. I, um, it's so like. I guess opposites attract. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, My most important of the week is Atlanta United. They won the their first uh, MLS Cup in their second year as a club, and in front of seventy three thousand people, which is a ton for soccer in the United States. Um, So not only being a second year team and winning the MLS Cup on Saturday night, but also in front of a large large crowd. I mean, that's that's European-type numbers right there. And that stadium's loud. And I went to it for, like, not a great game, and it was incredibly loud, which it's just a, it's a great stadium to be in. But, yeah, hats off to them. That's awesome stuff. Happy to see soccer growing, especially in the – the soccer in the South has always been big, but for some reason, like, professional team – and I guess because so many people spend money on, like, football and basketball in the South, but professional teams haven't really started coming here. And, and now we've gotten Atlanta. Nashville's coming. Um – You've got, you know, Orlando, if you count that as a South, has a team. Um, but, I mean, you know, you have, you know, uh, Birmingham has pretty big soccer tournaments every year, youth, youth soccer tournaments, Raleigh, um, Greenville, South Carolina, uh, Atlanta has big tournaments, Nashville has big tournaments, Memphis. I mean, there's so much soccer in the South played. It's good to see professional soccer come here. And that's talking soccer. What you got for Fell of the Week? Fell of the Week. I got a – hold on one second. Um, well, first I got Rob Gronkowski because that just looked awful. <laughs> that was a terrible angle. And I know he doesn't practice defense, but good Lord. But I mean, it's just, that's just football. That yeah. Point, right? You got to take away the sideline, man. Yeah. Um, so that was bad. And then um, Auburn. Oh. Auburn uh, losing a uh, four-star running back. Asa Martin, um, he plans to transfer after the team burnt his red shirt by mistake. How do you do that by mistake? Like, did they are they just lying to him? Like, yeah, that was an accident, buddy. I don't know. I don't know either. So, I mean, I don't understand how Auburn has kept together such a great recruiting class when there is so much question marks going on with yeah. that. I mean, I feel like dude could literally be fired tomorrow. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Yep. I, I think if they get blown out in a bowl game, like, you have to can him, right? Can you do that after a bowl game? Yeah. I mean, like, I don't, just like, what would it do to recruiting? Because, I mean, that's so late in the process, you know? I mean, but by the time they play that, like, early signing day is done, you know, most of your class is already signed. Yeah, I guess that's – well, no, yeah, I mean, I don't know. That just seems like real late. Like, you're definitely putting yourself on the eight ball there. I agree. I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, I feel, I feel like, like he should have already been fired if he was going to. Yeah, he's definitely on the hot seat. And that's yeah. for dang sure. Definitely on the hot seat. Um, mine is Doug uh, Doug Matthews of Midday 180, the guy that said it was 95% done. Then today said that it's a done deal, but he doesn't know who it is, when it will be announced, or even any, or anything about this guy. So, 
This is more uh, just lost. This is more important issues coming at you first, saying that we officially have been told that yep. someone has been hired, but we don't know when it'll be official. So just know that we said it first. Yeah. It's officially unofficial. It's officially unofficial. Damn. I got warped. That sucks, dude. Now I don't know if I want to play him. I thought I did. I mean, we can thank um, Jesse. Landon just lost, lost at fantasy. Thank who? Yeah. Jesse for giving him T.Y. Hilton when he had no receivers. God, that sucks. He also got lucky that they started playing Nick Chubb. The Browns did. Yeah. They're, he got lucky that. For and he Hugh picked Jackson up James Conner's backup this week, too. Do what? He picked up James Conner's backup. Oh, yeah. And he. He got lucky that, uh, that, whatchamacallit, oh, Hugh Jackson got fired, so. Guys, it's okay, because the Vols are going to be in the top five tomorrow, so. Yep. If you've lost in fantasy, I, my, you know, my sincerest condolences, but I'm going to at least be number two and win 40 bucks, so that's good. Um, so I got a little bit, you, you've won 40. You, won 40. You don't, be, and you could, hey, you could still win. It's possible. I guess Highly that. unlikely. Adam Thielen, I'm trusting the white yeah. guy at receiver. I think you need Thielen to find some feeling and go off. Yeah. So, but if you lose, you've got some money and you're going to be in the top How about five. this? I'll make a bet. If Adam Thielen goes off and I end up winning in fantasy, I will literally buy a ticket to Minnesota to a game next season. Not this season, next season. Would you really? Yeah. It's nowhere near the money you won. It's fine. All right. It'll be worth it just to beat Matt. Okay. Cool. I'm holding you to that. All right, let's do it. All right. You'll get, Adam, you go you, with me? Thielen, you heard it. Huh? You go with me? Probably not. It's a <laughs> lot of money for a team I don't give a shit about. <laughs> well, uh, I don't know. Screw it. If we, if we want to maybe do a road trip, I might do that. All right. We'll I'll, I'll road trip almost anywhere. We'll see. Um, yeah, we'll see. TBD. TBD. Um, guys, thank you all for listening. Um, we hope you enjoy your, your week. Hope you, Hopefully the Vols win and this podcast get you through your Monday um, hopefully some of y'all don't have to go to work because of this winter weather. Yeah, thank newborn infant Jesus for uh, Admiral Schofield and his Absolutely. hot hand, and we're bringing the boat in, and we out.